Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all sorts of horrors. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How you doing, bud? How you doing? Um, aside from all the sash you were giving me pre-show, how are you actually uh-huh. doing? Uh, tired. I had a. I've been busting arse at work the last week and a half. So yeah, I'm running on fumes, but I'm still here and happy to be it. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll make this one quick. Uh, this is, I love this movie. Um, I have. Ever since the first time I saw it, um, I don't. I haven't watched it a whole lot throughout the years, but now that I own it, I'm sure that'll change. Sure. Um, I've never seen it. I remember seeing like one of the cheerleading part when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and going, "Oh, that's weird." And then I <laughs> oh, that's left weird. the room and walked away. But my wife actually loves this movie, and her and her brother used to watch it all the time. So that's... when they did the cheerleading part with the chicken and the goose stuff she like sang along with it that's hilarious (laughs) because (laughs) my wife it was the same thing with my wife she was watching she's like oh man i always wanted those leggings because they're all (laughs) like bright and shiny and she's like i always wanted Mm -hmm. a pair of those and they're so cool and you know to kind of date myself a little bit i mean you're not far behind but like yeah this leggings uh, were the thing they really were they really were the thing and even though this was in the 90s (laughs) you would never have known it (laughs) This movie came out when I was nine years old, and one of the things I had put down is it really feels a lot closer to Monster Squad in 87 than Scream in 96, which is closer. Mm -hmm. Hell, Candyman came out in 92. Like, like that's kind of timeless, though. Like, it's... There's There's some date to it, but yeah. But I mean, like, like, with this, like, you're like, oh, this is easily late 80s easily like no it's it's 1992 i mean it's close but uh yeah yeah, there's not really a whole lot to like talk about but i i i do like this movie i actually watched it twice this week because i introduced my daughter to it i put it on our uh, instagram um uh, news feed and all that with uh the scene where paul rubens gets the the ruler in the chest and he's like eh, eh. she was dying during that scene and rightfully so because it is my favorite part of the movie because it's just like yeah it's the best part of the movie yeah we, he's in and on and then he stops and looks over at her and then eh. <laughs> i'm like <laughs> yeah it's so good um but yeah we're gonna we're gonna blow through this there's not a whole lot to it um there's my notes here I started to take. But I will say, before you uh, get all up on your stuff, this does kick off our Halloweenathon or Oktoberfest. So for those that haven't been with us in previous Octobers, now we do four episodes a month because we do bonuses. But in previous years, the only time we did four episodes a month was October, and we would do four movies in a row, four weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to do this month as well. No bonus episodes. It's all movies all the time. Straight content. And technically one TV show. Right. Because it's just, it's just how it's, it is. It's going to be until, in the, until the end of time. 
And so yeah, until I run out. <laughs> yeah. Which knowing the Simpsons, it's not gonna happen. Samson's Spoilers. dead. Uh, well, come on. <laughs> you do it every six months, so <laughs> um but yeah, and that's the thing, like I'm excited. I uh, I yeah. love doing bonus episodes, but I I miss the whole October blitz as you used to call it, like our race to Halloween. Mm. Like it was, you know, something to look forward to. And now, I mean, we put, we, we put out the episodes now and I'm extremely grateful for that, but I'd love just getting into the movies Yeah, and let's do so. So, mm-hmm. oh, so flighty teenage girl, Buffy Summers learns that she is her generation's destined battler of vampires in the 1992 comedy horror film directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. Kazooie? I'm very sorry if you're not listening. Um, starring Christy <laughs> Swanson, Donald Sutherland, Paul Rubens, Rutger Hauer, Luke Perry, and Hilary Swank. It follows a Valley Girl teenager, or che- uh, sorry, cheerleader teenager named Buffy who learns that um, it is her fate to hunt down vampires. <clears throat> it was a moderate success at the box office, but received mixed reception from critics. The film took a different direction from that. Um, which its writer Joss Whedon intended, and five years later he created a darker and critically acclaimed television series of the same name, which I am not the biggest fan of myself. Um, I've never watched it. I've always thought about it, but I've never actually done it. I, I have. I, I also have thought about diving in and seeing what it is, but one, like I've never been the biggest Sarah Michelle Gellar fan myself. Um, that's, I mean, yeah. And that's not anything against her or her acting abilities. I just, I just never got like her or her acting abilities. I don't know what it is. I just, (laughs) I just, there's some people I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. Um, but then like the show itself, like I, I don't know. We'll see if there's anybody out and it's got a following like people love still. Yeah, still. They love Buffy. So if that's you. And you want to tell us why that we should absolutely watch this show? I dare you. I triple dog dare you. Pitch it to us. Yeah, pitch it to us. Send us an email, comment, let us know why is it that we, I, am mistaken in my thought process about this TV show. Um, Yeah, sell it. Yeah, I don't have anything against it, and I actually like Sarah Michelle Gellar for the most part. I just never got to it. It was just one of those things that had so much hype to it. That it's like, I don't want to open that can. It's a big old can. Like, I have so many other things that I'd rather watch and need to watch mm-hmm. that I don't. Well, that it's like, I don't want to invest the, <clears throat> I assume, seven to eight years of my life to watch the series. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, because, like, I know what you did last summer. I didn't mind that movie. And, like I said, yeah. I don't have a problem with her acting. I just, there's just something about the show that didn't click for me and i'm just like i don't know if it's like the past version of vampire diaries or whatever it is another show i haven't watched but um so as we mentioned uh, christy swanson was is uh, buffy summers luke perry during the height of his 90210 uh, career as oliver pike rucker hauer as the lothos uh, personal favorite of mine, Donald Sutherland. I he's I love his. He's just such a good actor, and he he's great. He is really he is really great. He's cast as Merrick. Hello, Shadow. <laughs> he is uh, <laughs> Merrick Jameson Smythe. Um, mm. Paul Rubens is Emmeline, and then um, several others. 
David Arquette as Benny. Uh, Stephen Root, surprisingly, Milton himself as the wound tighter than a top uh, principal, Gary Murray. Um, mm. So it says Tom, Tom Jane plays uh, Zeph. I'd watched it twice and I didn't notice him. So I'm wondering. Really? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Hmm. Um, and then, okay, so Ricky Lake is uncredited. Seth Green is uncredited. Alexis Arquette is I, uncredited. Yeah, I didn't see Ricky Lake or Seth Green. I think I might have seen Seth Green, but I'm, I wasn't sure. Oh, Alexis Arquette was um, uncredited as the vampire DJ. Oh. Like, oh, okay. yeah. And then um, the surprising one is Ben Affleck as baseball or basketball player number 10, which... I did notice that. Right, which uh, we'll talk... Oh, Slash is in it too, isn't he? Slash? Wasn't he the DJ? The original DJ? Um, I'm not... A... We looked this up when we watched it the other day, but I don't remember. Um, If you want to... Uh, I was going to say, I'm not 100% sure... It's not listed on there. Um, but also, so Sasha Jensen, who played Gruler, uh, Gruler, mm-hmm. sorry, is every, he's in, like dazed and confused. He's actually the boyfriend in Halloween 4. But like, he's like, I swear the face of 80s douchebaggy, boyfriendy, <laughs> like just kind of that yeah. stereotypical dickhead type. Um, so... The production of the film, writer Whedon sold the film to country singer Dolly Parton's production company, Sand Dollar, in the fall of 91. Production was limited to five weeks to accommodate Luke Perry's Beverly Hills 90210 filming schedule. Will, uh, Whedon was involved in an advisory role early in the production, but departed after becoming dissatisfied with the direction the film was taking. Executives at 20th Century Fox removed many of Whedon's jokes. Oh, you don't say. Justin. I can hear you. Can you hear me? (laughs) There he is. Sorry. I even have my (laughs) Wi-Fi turned off. So about 1034. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. We lost uh, power there for a second. Um, yeah, I have no idea where we're at, so I'll just continue. Um, okay. I'll cut a little bit of the delay out. So the big, what is he talking about? Um, so executive at 20th century Fox removed many of Joss Whedon's jokes. Go figure. Um, believing the humor to be too abstract for audiences. Abstract. Uh, they also disliked the darker elements in Whedon's original script, which I would have liked, wanting to make it a lighter comedy. Merrick's suicide was replaced with his being killed by Lothos, and Buffy's burning down her high school gym to kill all the vampires was eliminated altogether. Fuck. Fair enough. I want the director's I did look co- it up, by the way, and it is Slash as the DJ. Is it really? That's mm-hmm. crazy, because he almost looks like Gene Simmons. Like, so does Slash. <laughs> well, no, Gene Simmons and Slash are two different people completely. But I understand that. But sassy, <laughs> I see the look on your face. Like, like, yeah, I had no idea that Slash, but that's awesome. Um, sure. so all of this uh, led Whedon to finally walk off the set. He has been highly critical of actor Donald Sutherland's behavior on set, describing him as entitled and difficult to work with. Sutherland had a penchant for improvising or altering his lines in the script, which director Ruby Kuz- Kazooie 
allowed him to do freely because he was the film's highest profile star. Whedon felt this made Merrick's dialogue in the film disjointed and unintelligible. Filming in Los Angeles included the ballroom of the Park Plaza Hotel, where Merrick lives and trains Buffy, John Marshall High School in Los Feliz, and the gymnasium of University High School in West Los Angeles, where the high school dance and vampire attack was filmed. Um, the a film debuted at number five at the North American box office and eventually grossed a modest $16.6 million against a $7 million budget. Um, not great. <laughs> not great, but it didn't, at least it, it doubled its money and it didn't flop. Yeah. Technically. Um, so on, uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 36% based on 53 reviews with an average Ouch. of 4.4 out of 10. The consensus reads, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's supernatural coming-of-age tale is a letdown by poor directing and even poorer plotting. Though Christy Swanson and Paul Rubin's game performances still managed to slay, uh, on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of about 48 out of 100 based on 17 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Fair enough. Um, I mean, it's not like my new favorite movie or anything, but it was it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's fun to just kind of shut off and sit down and like that's not something you have to pay super attention to, dive into. Yeah. Like it's it's just a fun watch. Invest. Yeah. Sure. Um. So the film was released on VHS and Laserdisc in the U.S. on in November of 1992, and in the U.K in April of uh, 93 by Fox Video and re-released in 95 under the 20th Century Fox Selections banner. It was later released on DVD in 2001 and Blu-ray in 2011. Hey. So, uh, the spin-offs television. So the film was taken in a different direction from what one of its writers, Joss Whedon, intended. And five years later, he created the darker and acclaimed TV series of the same name, Many, you know what I kind of just came to me is I honestly probably think the reason why I didn't give the show a chance is because I liked the movie so much and I was thinking seeing seeing somebody else play Buffy because I, I I'm a big fan of Christy Swanson like she I, yeah. I think she's a great actress and I had the biggest teenage early teen crush on her especially after this movie came out and I'm like I get that I'm like you're not Buffy. <laughs> You're not my Buffy. You're not. Get out of here. And so maybe I was unjustly unfair to SM SMGs over here. But so um, many of the details given in the film from those of the later television series. For example, Buffy's age and history are dissimilar. She's a senior in high school in the film, but the, uh, the series starts as her as a sophomore. The film does portray um, who the Buffy... The film does portray who the Buffy of the TV series was before she learned her destiny as the Slayer, a popular but selfish and superficial cheerleader. See that? In the film, her uh, parents are wealthy but negligible so uh, negligent socialites who care little for her and uh, spend their time at parties and golf tournaments. In the yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, we're leaving. Don't touch the jag. Um, in the TV series, Buffy has caring newly divorced mother named Joyce. Uh, the supernatural abilities of both vampires and the Slayer are depicted differently. The vampires in the film die like humans, but in the TV series, they turn to dust, which is cooler. Um, 
Unlike the TV series, their faces remain human, albeit pale, fanged, and with notched ears, whereas in the series, they take on a a demonic aspect, especially when newly raised. The TV series suggests that the new vampires must consciously learn to maintain a human appearance, and in the film, Merrick is hundreds of years old, having lived many lives training many slayers, and in the... uh, Super creepy. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, this is a naked place, <laughs> which fucking cracks me up every time. I feel like, oh, we'll get into it when we get okay. into the movie, but it's like, I feel like he was just there, and yeah. it was like, oh, Buffy's here, oh, I guess I'll talk to her. Yeah, it's kind of like, she's like, oh, fuck, dude, what are you doing in here? He's like, I have to talk to you. Um, So, in the series, Watchers are mortal and specially trained for their role in mission. Merrick's British accent and... The manner of his death are different when he appeared in flashbacks in the TV series. Oh, cool. Uh, Whedon has expressed his uh, disapproval with the film's interpretation of the script, stating, I finally sat down and had written it and somebody made it into a movie, and I felt like, well, that's not quite her. It's a start, but it's not quite the girl. Um, According to the official uh, Buffy Watcher's Guide... Whedon wrote the pilot to the TV series as a sequel to his original script, which is why the TV series makes references to the event, uh, events that did not occur in the film. In, 99 Dark Hor- in 1999, Dark Horse Comics released a graphic novel adaptation of the original script under the title The Origin. Whedon stated, hmm. The Origin comic, though I have issues with it, can pretty much be accepted as ca- uh, canonical. Canonical? Canonical. Okay. They did a cool job of combining the movie script with the series. That was nice. And using the series, Merrick was not a certain other thespian who shall remain hated. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he his beef with with Donald Sutherland is almost like Kevin Smith and fucking um, Bruce Willis with Cop Out. Yeah, dude. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Who would have? Who would have? Sounds like Joss Whedon needs to have some simply orange juice and kept settled down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So talks of a possible remake. Um, on May twenty fifth, two thousand nine, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Roy Lee and Doug Davison of Vertigo Entertainment were working with uh, director Fran Rubel Kazui and Kaz Kazooie on a re-envisioning or relaunch of the Buffy film for the big screen. The film would not be a sequel or a prequel to the existing film or TV franchise, and Joss Whedon would have no involvement in the project. None of the characters, cast, <laughs> or crew from the television series would be featured. Uh, television series ex- um, executive producer Marty Noxon later reflected that this story might have been produced by the studio in order to frighten Whedon into taking the reins of the project. <laughs> They're like, hey, guess what? We can fucking trick him into coming back, dude. Um, we'll do it without you. We'll do it. Yeah. I swear to God I'll do it. Uh, on November- you don't even want to see me joke. You don't even want to fucking see me do it. So come back and do it. Uh, on November 22nd, to, uh, 2010 the hollywood reporter confirmed that warner bros had picked up the movie rights to the remake the film was set for a release in some uh, release sometime in 2012 and 20th century fox which usually holds the rights to both buffy and angel uh television series would retain merchandising and some distribution rights uh, the idea of the remake caused wrath among fans of the TV series since Whedon was oh, not <laughs> yeah, devout. 
uh, since Whedon was not involved. The project did not have any connection with the show and would not conform to the continuity maintained by the series, um, season eight and season nine comic book titles. Uh, not only the fandom, but the main cast members of both the Buffy and Angel series expressed disagreement with this report on Twitter. And in recent interviews, Sarah Michelle Geller said, I think it's a horrible idea to try to do Buffy without Joss Whedon to be incredibly non-eloquent. Uh, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Proposing shooting, uh, proposed shooting locations included uh, Blackwood and other uh, areas in rural England. Due to budgetary constraints, the potential setting being outside the U.S. or sorry, uh, potential setting being outside of the city, an unusual ch uh, change for the franchise. In December 2011, more than a year after the official reboot announcement, the L.A. Times uh, site reported that Whit Anderson, the writer picked for the new Buffy movie, had her script rejected by the producers behind the project, and that the new writer, that a new writer was being sought. Sources also stated that if you're going to bring it back, you're going to have to do it right. Anderson came in with some great ideas, and she had reinvented some of the lore, and it was pretty cool. But in the end, there just wasn't enough on the page. As of July of 2018, Joss Whedon announced at San Diego Comic-Con that he's working on a reboot of the series and that it might feature a Slayer of Color. Hmm. So that's about it. Uh, for all the fun stuff there, um, the tagline for this film is pert, wholesome, and way lethal. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, it fits right. Totally. Yeah. Oh, dude. The fucking dialogue in this is even, even worse. I swear to God. Like, oh, no. Oh, man. Being like that. It's rough. <laughs> I should have wrote down just all of the, all of the fucking bad totally stuff. 80s way out there <laughs> oh that's so five minutes ago um <laughs> so in the original uh, some fun facts before we dive into the movie here or you know in yeah. the original version of the script merrick committed suicide to escape being turned into a vampire by lothos who wanted to know the slayer's identity so he could dispatch her it is this version that was restored in the Buffy origin comic. Hmm. Um, so, despite claiming he was cut from the movie, Seth Green does appear in it, although it's just for three seconds. And for two of them, he is seen from behind. He is the short, red-haired vampire that gets kicked by Buffy outside the gym uh, when a group of vampires, including him, are taunting her. You can recognize him by his haircut alone. Damn it, now I kind of want to go back and look. Um, so we already talked about Ben Affleck. Uh, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, and Car uh, Carrie Elwes were set to make cameos as vampires, but they were cut due to time and budgetary constraints. You don't fucking say. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I would kill to see David Bowie as a fucking vampire, dude. Could you imagine? <laughs> Even if he was, like, don't get me wrong, Rucker Hauer is awesome. Like, he is yeah. 80s and 90s, all sorts of stuff. But sure. could you imagine David Bowie's Lothos, dude? <laughs> like, that would have been sweet. Oh, man. Oh, man. And not even in a Jarek, you know, labyrinth kind of way. Just, mm -hmm. <laughs> just to see, like, the creepiness. And Mick Jagger, I'm just picturing him doing his weird little dancey high steps outside <laughs> before he <laughs> goes and uh, does whatever it is he's going to do. Um, 
On March 4th, 2019, the day that Luke Perry died, Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Whedon tweeted, the first time I met Luke Perry, we talked about what kind of movie we wanted Buffy to be. I asked him if he'd ever seen Near Dark, which is something I want to talk about very soon. Um, and he gave me the look of how, uh, how dare you, sir. And I knew we'd get along funny, committed, and always gracious. He shouldn't be gone. Very sad. Rest in peace. Uh, Luke Perry, uh, mm-hmm. almost two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, time flies. So this was the theatrical movie debut of one Hillary Hillary Swank. I figured she had a pretty good uh, big role. Yeah, she didn't do her debut. You know, and I've never been the biggest Hillary Swank fan, and I think it's probably just because a pattern here. (laughs) No, I think it's just because I I didn't like like I was a big fan of Karate Kid, so I'm I'm noticing a trend with that alone. Mm. I'm like, oh, she's Karate Kid, (laughs) but she dude. She's a fucking. She's a really good actress, and in yeah. this one, I was just like, ah, just I like. I love it when she's <laughs> whatever it is at the end of the movie, and she's you know, oh my god, Buffy's here, and then fucking just puts her head up against the, the fucking bleacher, <laughs> and then she goes cross-eyed and falls down, and I'm like, oh, there she is. That's that's so fucking yeah. good. Um, Alyssa Milano was originally set to play Buffy. I am glad that that did not happen. She's a good actress, but I like, I, I just could I can't picture it. Fair enough. Um, so Buffy, or Christy Swanson, says one of her life goals is to marry Christian Slater. In Joss Whedon's original script, the celebrity she wanted to marry was Charlie Sheen. Um, her and uh, Sheen starred in The Chase two years later, which is also a decent movie-ish. <laughs> Itch. Um... Two of the film's main stars, Luke Perry and Rucker Howard, both died roughly four mar- four months apart in 2019. Wow. Yeah. Um, I forgot that he passed. Yeah, I did. I did too. I mean, he was old in this, so I mean, like, I get it. Mm. But. So, and then Sasha, uh, <laughs> Sasha Jensen and Ben Affleck both appeared together in Days and Confused, um, one of the all-time classics. Da, 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 da. Do I have anything else in here? I don't know who Percy Rodriguez is, but uh, they narrated the trailer. Oh, so in this film, Buffy experiences cramps whenever she is in proximity to a vampire. She explicitly compares them to menstrual cramps. The aspect of her power was dropped in the subsequent television series. I'm glad. Yeah, like, oh my god, <laughs> and that because I didn't even take it that way. I just took it as like the vampires can sense the menstruation is the way that I was taking it. Because there, she's like, oh, my power is PMS, and I'm like, okay, that's dirty. Like, I mean, <laughs> periods and all that stuff is obviously it's a part of life, but like, I was like, wow, sure. that's a a different take on the blood aspect. And so mm-hmm. when they said it's actually more of a sensation that she feels when she's near them, make, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. A scene that explain uh, a scene explains that Buffy has little knowledge of geography and she gets uh, poor grades because of it. It is followed by a line of dialogue where Buffy thinks El Salvador, El Salvador, an independent country, is located in Spain. Um, yeah. 
It was uh, it was traditional in vampire films for vampires to fear Christ, uh, Christian crosses. In this film, the vampire lord Lothos had uh, no such limitations. When Buffy uses a cross against him, he mocks her and sets it on fire, which is so fucking rad. Just grabs yeah, it, it cool. and then you know the keen fashion sense line, and then right in the face is like, "Yes, mm-hmm. fucking get it, dude." It was super cool. Let me. Now pull up my notes and let's go ahead and dive into the movie itself. Like like we said, there's not a whole lot to it, but it is a lot of fun. Um, So the intro to this movie to me looks damn near very tonally. The way it's shot, the way everything looks, it looks like a scene from a flashback in Monster Squad. Like it has that same grainy... Film texture. Well, I mean, it's it's very 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about this movie is... It feels like it was made in the 80s, but they didn't release it until the 90s. Yeah, I could see like. that. Um, and so we already talked about how it definitely um, feels closer to that than it does anything else in any of the 90s. Um, the pig, the So we get to the school, the pig mascot. I think that's really kind of the creepiest part of the movie, dude, because that... <laughs> is a horrid, horrid mask. Well, it's like the last uh, last movie with the Chucky mascot in the commercial. Like, that's creepier than the doll. Yeah, yeah it really <laughs> is. Um, and then the funniest thing about this whole scene here, like, you know, you get your uh, cheerleader routines and whatnot, but mm-hmm. the thing that cracks me up the most is the is the basketball coach. And he's like, you know... You're all valid. You all get, everybody gets this and that. And it's just like, okay, while I feel that that's great way to empower your players to feel and and be. Sure. But that is the only time I've ever seen that take on being a head coach of anything. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh man. And he does it again later (laughs) on. And it's just like, no, you want them to go out there and score the ball. And which happens. I mean, you get a real teen, uh, teen wolf moment with, um, with Gruler out there, but we'll Very talk. Ab- we'll talk about that when we get to it, because I have a I have an, a, a thought on that where I'm just kind of like, key. How great Ben Affleck is. <laughs> well, no, and that was the thing I, I I forgot. So I I I didn't have it in my notes, but I read up on it that his line like that's not even his voice. Like this was the first oh, really? thing he had ever done, and supposedly the take was so bad that they dubbed it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they it I mean I like Ben Affleck. I do but too. That's, that's hilarious. That's too bad. Yeah. Being like <laughs> And now he's winning awards and like <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> and so talking about we already talked about the eighties the dialogue and oh that's so five minutes ago, which is hilarious because she ends up showing up later wearing that jacket that Christy or Buffy's like wouldn't you love to see me in this? And the, I'd just be like, I could give two fucks if you want it, buy it. Like, and then just to be like, oh. Well, you're not an 80s girl, so you don't know. Um, I was, I was an 80s boy. <laughs> well, did you need a yellow banana leather jacket? It was the 80s, dude, that was probably. totally five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it was the 80s. I'm sure I would have, dude. I wore spandex to school in the third grade. Like, it was a time, dude. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I wasn't fat till after high school, you prick. 
<laughs> still don't want to see in spandex. I was three. I was in third grade. I was like eight years old. Like there's nothing going on. And they were loose spandex because I was real thin until I was up and out of high school. It was like, dude, I was a teen. I wasn't even a hundred pounds when I was a teenage, like 13 years old. I was still just barely under. It's a memory that I have. Cause I'm like, I'm at 98 pounds. Let's go. I'm almost there. But no, um, you're getting me worked up because I don't like your attitude. Um, so then, you know, coming up, they're at the movie. They'd like, let's go to the movies. And this is actually a hilarious scene because when they're talking about, oh no, you know, this, this theater sucks or there's no Dolby or this is THX. And they're like, Mm -hmm. they don't know geography, but they're very in tune with movie theaters and sound systems and how the quality is and this and that. And they end up sitting in there and they're just being the loud, obnoxious people that nobody wants in the movie theater. So I can relate when Luke Perry's sitting behind him, he's kicking the chair. He's like, shut up. And then they start talking a whole bunch. And then they end up going to a bar. It looked like a bar, but they're all in high school. So it couldn't have been a bar. It was like a bowling alley. almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, there's, (laughs) I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit there. Um, so they get there and they get a hot dog. Luke Perry, uh, Benny takes the, the wiener part. Um, Oliver or Pike, Luke Perry takes the bun and like, they're going to eat it separately, which, okay, what are you doing? First of all. Yeah. But like with nothing on yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I, I, depending on how good the wiener part itself is. Like yeah. a, I can eat a dry hot dog. It has I probably to be could too, but that looked like straight out of a big pool of gross water hot dog. Yeah, yeah, nice, it was it was like, boiled and therefore no flavor. Um, yeah. So it's it's like he does the most inappropriate thing you would ever do to somebody you do not know. <laughs> he yeah. grabs it, mocks it, like he pops over with it, holding it down to his crotchels, and he's like you know, ask if she's hungry or wants something to eat. And then the look mm-hmm. on her face was perfect enough, but she grabs a butter knife of all things. <laughs> and then you just hear, because the sound effects in this movie are great. Oh yeah. Like there's classic 80s sound effects. Yeah. Multiple slices. And then it's just basically like plopped over in half. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm surprised there isn't some missing, but it was enough to make uh, Luke Perry kind of spit out the hot dog bun, unless he realized he was only eating a bun. <laughs> Um, that's what i do right he's like oh god what um it's just plain bread so before this scene um i had written down a few things talking about the vampires themselves so in this movie there are two types of vampires in my opinion you have you have your lothos you have your amelin we'll just call them peewee you have you have them and then later on you have Gruler. But then you have the lackeys. I call them in the notes the henchmen vampires. They are doofy. They're goofy. Um, especially later on when they get to like the parade mm-hmm. storage lot, float lot, whatever. And th- when Gruler's standing there and he's, you know, doing what Sasha Jensen does and everything, just being weird and, you know, making the chompy noises with his teeth and talking about how he's a god. Yeah. Uh, but 
the henchmen vampires are so easily dispatched, and I get it, but, like, the one that was standing to Buffy's left was, like, standing on the side just <laughs> looking like a chimpanzee. Like, there's nothing scary about you. Like, you're just standing there looking like you're just, like, you're a an, a villain from a Power Ranger yeah. skit. Like, you're just waiting to get fucking kicked. Um, but then earlier in the movie, like when, before Gruller has changed and he's walking through and it's got Pee Wee sitting on, like you can hear the <sighs> creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pee Wee's kind of creepy looking in this movie, especially in some of the parts, like he, he's a decent looking vampire. Like, like I buy yeah, it. He has some good moments. Yeah. I buy it when he's sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is creepier. And like, even though this is a horror comedy, like Obviously, the Twilight vampires are a different take altogether, but, like, vampires are supposed to be scary. They kind of do that a little bit in this one. But at the same time, I think vampires are a little more seductive. Like, that was, like, the Lothos. He had the real, like, look into my eyes, hypnotize you, like, put you under the spell. So, actually, Mm -hmm. there's kind of three different (laughs) vampires, multiple different vampires in this movie. But the thing I love the most about this is they really did like the lavish layers, like as a real posh looking scene in there where like he's got the candles and the drapes and the big open casket laying around and like he's just real fancy. And yeah, it's like interview with the vampire. Yes. Like a dopey teen comedy. (laughs) Not necessarily successfully, but it's, you know, it's there. That's fair. Um, so jumping back to the bowling alley, I forgot the part where they're sitting there and they're like, what's your name? And, you know, she's like, Buffy. And he's like, oh, that figures. <laughs> like, I'm like, awesome. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We hate you. You're the girls from the movie theater. You guys are annoying. We hate you. And it just cracked me up. And so Pike and Benny, they're hammered. They leave there. They're, they're walking through and they do the dumbest thing in the entire movie, which is be drunk sitting on a, a drop off. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm already scared of heights as it is. I definitely wouldn't do it intoxicated, but it is a great scene where Pee Wee pops up behind him, gets him in the neck and then pulls Benny down. And you're like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. cre- That's kind of creepy. It's almost like this movie has the same tones, kind of like what, um, killer clowns did there's a real few creepy scenes yeah. where it's like okay this is and then the rest of it's just like and so circus music yeah and bright colors yeah i mean it i like this and i like this a lot more than killer clowns to be sure <laughs> you don't but say. it is one of those <laughs> things where it's like if they had kind of picked a lane mm-hmm. it it could have been actually a pretty scary movie yeah instead of just kind of a dopey 80s but it's in the 90s movie yeah dopey whatever time period it is comedy um so i do like the scene i do like that scene though because um perry's laying on the ground and um merrick donald sutherland comes up and he's like this isn't this is not a safe place to be at night and then he's just like okay mom and then helps him into the car which i thought was awesome but like a lot of the delivery in this movie from Sutherland is so good. It's just like Sutherland's always good. He he is, but like I act draft. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? Um, 
So, you, you know, we get to the next day, and then we start to get Creeper Merrick, where he's hanging out at the high school. He's hanging out in the gym, watching her do her gymnastics, and he's like, you know, come to me, come with me to the graveyard. She's like, no, <laughs> like I don't know. I'll pass. Yeah, Thanks. I I don't know you. Yeah, like it takes a it's a it's a tough sell, but like it's obviously a different time because there's no way that that would fly even 10 years ago. Like, well, that's, I mean, it's so it dopey and creepy at the same time and out of context, like he's just a creeper staring at her while she's doing her gymnastics routine. And then again, when she's in the locker room, like that's not right. And but that's see, not a thing you do. Right. But that's also to, put the spin on that it's also like i said it's a different time like we're we're so jaded by just life and how everything is these days we always assume the worst in people because people suck they really do and like you know 30 years ago like you know stuff were probably just as bad it just wasn't as as prominent prominent yeah that's exactly the word to put it but still at the same time like he's trying to sell her on hey you're a vampire hunter and all this shit and it's like he's he does it in a way where it's like she's just supposed to believe him yeah and should know it already yeah he's he's and then approaches her at the worst possible times i also kind of feel like there's inspiration with some uh donald pleasance with some you have to believe yeah. me I'm I'm the the trench coated man. Like I no one believes me until it's mm-hmm. too late. And it's like, yeah. no, you just you're an older guy hanging out in a high school gym trying to get a girl to go to the graveyard with you. And yeah, she does. and then later on in the locker room while she they're all changing. Like yeah, um, <laughs> and actually that's coming right up because another great part of this movie is the um the pike and benny exchange through the window where he's all half asleep and he's trying to open the the window like it's a door and he's like let me in i'm hungry and he's trying to open the door and he's like oh come on man you're floating <laughs> or he's like you're floating man come on get out of here and he's all let me in i'm hungry and blah 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 and like david arquette classic and just his voice too like it's just <laughs> it's one of a kind like i i don't even know how to put it in words but it's it's only as david arquette can do it and um it's hilarious and one of the goofs in that they're talking about how his reflection is uh, visible because um if you didn't know vampires do not have reflections um so then we get back to the school with the gym and this is the hanging out like hey you're in a naked place this is like it's one thing to watch me in the gym but you're in the women's locker room that is yeah no matter the context the 80s or 90s there's no this is yeah there's no devil devil's advocate here there's no well maybe the reason no you're in a female's locker room as a grown old man like there's no it's not necessary um but it's like the uh I always have an association with this part too, because he's like, "Oh wait, by the way, <laughs> whips a knife. He throws a knife at her face, <laughs> right?" There it is. 
<laughs> throws a knife at her face and she catches it and she's mm-hmm. like you fucking threw a knife at my head and he's like yeah, yeah. i had to what if had, i didn't I had to be catch shy. it <laughs> yeah i he's like i knew you'd catch it you, you like it had to happen um and that always makes me think of dumb and dumber it's like with the bulletproof vest and he's it's like what if he shot you in the face that's a risk <laughs> we we're willing to take <laughs> you know like okay okay um so then you get the classic uh, training montage, uh, 19, 1980, 92 style, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just slowly getting better. You got to have a montage. <laughs> the episode of South Park. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, montage. Um, and so, you know, she gets better over the course of a couple of minutes, even though it's not a couple of minutes because it's a montage. And so obviously it's with several days, weeks or months. Yeah, as she probably days. Yeah, or even minutes. No, I'm just yeah. She's um so she's running to school and of course um weirdo principal Caesar has her come up there talk about hey something's wrong with you and they, yeah, there is. She's being I wouldn't say harassed, but kind of harassed by an old dude who's now been training her. Mhm. But my favorite part of this one is like she sees the fly going around the room and she he's of course he has a little container of tax push pins sitting on his well, desk at a school. Yeah. I mean that, that tracks. It tracks, but like I don't know. Like I don't remember ever seeing a container of just push pins on my teacher's desks easily accessible to put in your mouth and spit it at a fly and nail it to the wall, which is actually pretty cool. But like now, very bullseye. Yeah. And now, you know (laughs) that she's ready. Like Mm -hmm. she's lethal in every spit a thumbtack at a, at a fly. She can kill a vampire. She's so, she's so on point way lethal. She doesn't take any shit. She's beating people up in the school hallways. Not really, but she's not beating people up, but dude puts his hand on her back and she flips him. He's like, Oh fuck. Mm. You know? And then her boyfriend's like, don't you touch my thing. And then she, he's like, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty unneeded. And it's like, <laughs> she didn't necessarily need that before, dude. <laughs> like yeah. the whole, the whole early nineties, even up to now when like, don't touch, she's mine. She needs me to protect yeah. her. And it's like, no, she could probably beat up both of you at the same time. Um, <laughs> and so that whole thing's hilarious. Um, and that even leads into other jokes later on to where she's like, you know, at the end of the movie and she's dancing with, um, with Luke Perry after the, and he's like, do you want to lead? And she's like, no, just cause I could beat you up. Doesn't mean I want to lead. Like, come on, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still a cheerleader. I still want to, I still want to dance. Um, yeah. One of the things that I did write about this movie uh, in in my notes about this movie, um, I am happy that there's much more snarling in this film than there is straight up hissing. Because if you listen to yeah. the show for any amount of time, uh, I talk about how much I hate hissing, especially as <laughs> vampires. Like I get there, you know, yeah, I knew you'd do it. You know, like the contrary to werewolves, the way they play them on, you know, cats, dogs, whatever. Like I get, I get the contrast there, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't need a hissing vampire. And 
He well, hisses. I mean, if anything, it should be like a screech because that's what bats do. Bats don't hiss. Yeah, right. Could you imagine a screeching vampire like, oh. I'm like, oh my god, it sounds like a fucking pterodactyl. <laughs> oh, which reminds me of something that happened at work today. Yeah. Um. So. All right. So one of one of my buddies at work, um, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But there's a scene mm-hmm. in the movie where there's a group of guys who are just too extreme, right? And so they always, always talking about how extreme everything is, and they're inside a convenience store, and they, they pick this guy up in a canoe, and you're like, why? It's it's like convenience store kayaking. They pick him up and throw him, and he's going like this through the air, and he's smacking everything that's around, and it's just unnecessary but there's like the bigger duties in the background he makes like these like pterodactyl sounds like i can't do the noise but it's fun i think we're all very appreciative of that yeah and uh my buddy at work was just going around doing that today and i'm just like god you can't not laugh because he is so spot on Uh, it's a long story but we'll cut it there um all right so one of my favorite things to do in movies, especially older ones where effects were a lot more practical, um, mm-hmm. is to try to see the um, the how it's done in the moment. Like, you know, generally when a car flips, if you look at the bottom, you'll see like the canister that it's used to propel it over sideways. Or, right. you know, in this case, when Pee Wee's hanging on to the, um, the little handle that's on the top of the van that you can clearly see in one scene. Um, I love to look for those kind of things. And during this scene, they're racing through a park and at no point did he think just to, to, uh, like just slam on the brakes. That's what I kept waiting for him to do. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you going to do that? Or no, we'll just keep driving and not. There it is. The 32nd or that time. Yeah, yeah, I think I think my daughter's watch like I had turned my Wi-Fi off. My daughter's watch like I don't understand like I'm connected to my router. My yeah. the only thing that's going on is my daughter's watching Bluey in my room. And I there's no reason why there should be so many uh drops today. But yeah, yeah so there's, there's a lot. Yeah, so I don't understand like why you didn't just slam the brakes. That's what I would have done. What? Yeah, I kept waiting for it. Like, just, just hit the, like, I was almost angry that it didn't happen. Yeah. Because I was waiting for brake slam, the arm is down, then it gets ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, okay, that makes sense, but. Well, and that was the thing, too. You know, he pops up on there, he reaches the arm in, and as soon as that happens, you know that's when he's going to lose his arm. And. Well, yeah, and there's like one tree in this entire park. And that's, that's low. The one he hits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Um, so I do like, it's, it's hilarious that he's like, uh, you just ruined my jacket, kill him a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, dude. It's like Peewee is so self-aware in this movie. It's like, he, mm-hmm. <laughs> It almost doesn't fit, but it does. Where it's like, okay, there's a lot of, like, even when, like I said, like, we're coming up to it where he gets stabbed and he stops and looks at her and then starts, you know, oohing and on again. And it's like, <laughs> God, like, you, like, you, you make the movie for me. Like, I, I love yeah. his, both of their, and I, 
in a more serious movie it doesn't work it but doesn't. i think in this goofy take on buffy it does mm-hmm. and i think without him it would have been boring i do too like, i do too there's just nothing else in the movie like i love donald sutherland and everyone does a good job but mm-hmm. there's nothing in it that's overly good or bad to make it enjoyable without peewee right yeah that's i get that completely um and what was it rucker Hauer, i'm pretty sure he's actually in one of my favorite um movies batman begins is he in batman begins yeah no no actually it's, it's i <laughs> who's he in batman begins he's the guy that takes over wayne enterprises when the waynes die oh i forgot about that i haven't seen batman begins in forever um no not batman forever batman that's what i know i said i haven't seen (laughs) you fucker god damn it you're so proud of yourself too and i fucking hate you for it so one of my favorite rugger Hauer movies is it's called surviving the game it's in 1994 um it tracks a little bit better than buffy but it's uh it's got iced tea and he's a homeless man and so Rutger Hauer and um, Charles S. Dutton, it's got Gary Busey, so you know it's good, but they basically take him to this cabin and then they let him loose and they, they hunt him. It's, it's insane. Mm. It's like the hunt, but back in 94. Um, and so the, the classic book, the game. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. So we get the basketball game, the, the teen Wolfer. This is where we get the Ben Affleck cameo where he's like, just take it. And, you know, and then Gruler goes up and does his slam dunk, but then he's like floating down to the ground. It's like everybody saw you do that. Yeah. Yeah. But no one seems to care. Nobody cares that a guy just slam dunked the ball and he's floating down like he's fucking Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like what's going on here? How did you not see this guy just float down like a a feather? But Mm -hmm. um, so then I already talked about the you know, the contrast in vampires and how goofy the henchman style ones were. Um, we get to the dance and it, it's hilarious because, you know, she shows up, she's been spending a lot of time training. She's been hanging out with Pike and um, she shows up and expecting her boyfriend to like be there. And he's there, but he's with her mm-hmm. friend yeah. Where it's like, even if you are feeling like neglected and you haven't technically broke up with your girlfriend and you show up to a dance with her friend, that automatically just no sympathy for you in my book. Like you're a douchebag and your friend, yeah, your friend is even worse than even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I have needs too. And it's like, yeah, that may be so everybody has needs, but also everybody should have common courtesy. Just... Don't be a cut. It's not as common as you'd think. Yeah, uncommon. That's the same thing as common sense. Um, mm-hmm. But then she's over there leaning up against the wall, and Pike shows up, and just we get the whole. I'd written down, uh, you know, sound effects, and similar to Lost Boys, where we had like the the weird fluttery sound when they fl- when they flew. In this one, mm-hmm. there was like a really weird like little vampire indicator sound that you knew that they were nearby. Um, but just so many, and yeah, the flips and stuff, the totally Ninja Turtles flip Mm, noises. uh I love Ninja Turtles so much. Um, but 
then we get to the part, like the the best part of the movie. You know, she's kind of going back and forth with Pee Wee, and then she slams him up against the wall, and then all of a sudden Lothos is don't don't playing his like <laughs> awesome violin and just looking real creepy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know Pee uh, Pee Wee looks over at him like he's like, oh, he's gonna save me. And then he you know Lothos nods his head. He's like, no, you're fucked. Like, mm, no, you're done. And then <laughs> I'm sick of you today. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so then Pee Wee's going back and forth. He's like, he's like, you're a wish you died. And, you know, we're immortal. We can do anything. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, yeah. Then clap. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> mic drop, motherfucker. You can't clap because you lost your arm in a van. <laughs> you know, and so it gets the yard. Burn. Yeah, sick burn. Gets the yardstick in through the, the chest there. And then, oh, oh, and just like, oh, man, like, that is what you think of when you think about Buffy. And I love it. I love it so much. Um, Yeah, and that'll probably be the scene that I remember from the movie. Oh, yeah. It's the scene that I, I, before watching it, it's the thing, it's the scene I always think of. Um, So you get the, you get the vampires attacking the dance and you get another glimpse like it happened on early or it happened earlier on when um lotos was kind of charming her through her dreams and you know with the red ribbon and all that kind of stuff and she's kind of under a spell again and then you get pike and benny fighting and imagine blowing a fuse box just by throwing somebody up into it like death by fuse box, <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, like lost boys. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you got that. Um, with that, it's been a long time, but I remember it. With that, <laughs> oh, with that happening, um, everything goes silent. Obviously, there's no power. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lights are still on, but there's no power. Um, the music stops, and she's like, "Oh, silence!" And then she gets out of the spell, and everything's the uh, hunky door she gets away she runs away and he busts through the door like fucking ninja turtles um shredder yeah i was thinking of the the animal like the fuck oh um yeah it's gonna bug me now huh? it's gonna bug you too i see that look on your face those big old fuckers that bust through walls <laughs> Yep, you're gonna look at the up. wolf and the turtle. Yeah, are you talking? Yeah, about? yeah. But, uh, <laughs> one's Razor. Yeah, ra- Toka, Toka, Toker, Toka, something. Tokar. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Up. I know you will because it's gonna keep going. Yeah. When you look at it. <laughs> and so they're they're fighting and t- <laughs> vampires are busting in. They're like, we just want Buffy. Um. Long story short, after everything happens. Then Lothos busts into the gym with his fucking sword. And he's like, I'm going to split you all like rotting fruit. And it's like, yes. Split him. Tokar. Tokar. And it's Tokar? No, no. I thought you still keep looking. It's Tokar. It's, it's T.O. something. Um, Busts in with his samurai sword. And, you know, she runs over and grabs a, a flag. Because that's what you do as a cheerleader. And then fights him back and forth. Ends up winning. Lothos dies. Everything goes back in the corniest, dumbest way possible. Yeah. Like when he quickly like puts the oops cape over his face. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, 
you find it yet? You're a great actor, and you can't die better than that. <laughs> uh, even fucking Pee Wee died better than that. Um, yeah. so. Oh, I lost my place here. Sorry. Um, yeah, so everything's all good. And he's like, you know, I saved you the last dance and, um, they dance. It's all nice and slow. It's, um, oh, I found it. It's on eBay. There's a sweet, it's Toka and Razor. Okay. Taka, Toka. Yeah, I was having, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, I was having too many problems with my phone. There's the Walmart double pack of their. Little, oh, nice. yeah, it's super cool. Um, so yeah, it's all nice and sweet. They dance and then they ride off into the sunrise on his motorcycle. Um, but sunrise, sunrise, yeah, because you'd think it's like sunset, but I felt like the sun was coming up when they drove off. Like it was kind of light outside, and I'm like, that's a long fucking fight because those people would have been in that gym for a minimum of like 12 hours, 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I want out of this fucking gym, dude. And so well, unless you got to think about it. Like the, the dance would have been at night, mm-hmm. but most school dances are over by what? Ten, nine, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, maybe 11, depending on what it is. So sunrise is at least four or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Minimum so. of nine hours, we'll just say that. But yeah, that's a long time yeah. to be fucking. <laughs> ee. But then you get the post credit scene. Well, not really post. It's current credits. Like they they roll it for a little bit and they start doing like the TV interviews, which is funny. And I wrote down because because the principal's like, I saw a lot of action in Nam. I mean, on Platoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you fucking weasel. Like you're out here. Like talk about. Yeah, I saw. I was in Nam. In a game I played earlier. Like, come on, dude. Um, And so it's funny. And then Hilary Swank in probably the best part, like her best scene where she's just like, I want to thank everybody because I, you know, doing her little speech like she had won like homecoming queen or something like that after being concussed. Yeah. It, it, that's, that, that's Buffy in a nutshell. Like there's not a lot to it. It's a lot of fun. My yeah. daughter loved the shit out of it, um, which made me happy. Uh, she started doing this thing where she's like, because when Pee Wee gets blinded by the headlights of the van and he's all popping back like, ah, my daughter does this thing now where she's like, she throws her hands up. She's like, <laughs> and she starts swatting like, <laughs> like she's being blinded. I'm like, oh my God, you're not a vampire kid. It, it I'll show you the video. It's hilarious. Yep. Right. And so, yeah, um, yeah, that's Buffy in a sweet hour little bow. I I saw you pause, like I saw you moving, like I saw the pause on your screen, or like I saw you be like, <laughs> like I like I like it paused before for you before it paused for me, and I'm like, oh, it's coming, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut this out before we have any more drops. Um, I might yeah. have to make a call to Charter just to. I would. Yeah, see why it makes no sense. I mean, you're downstairs in a basement. Your internet's upstairs. Like you, mm-hmm. ideally on paper, it should be the other way around. But for some reason, I've I've had nothing but internet trouble since I've lived here, and the, the almost four years since I bought this house, I've had I've had new drops put in, like all sorts of stuff. So that's Buffy. Okay. Um, like I said, I love this movie. It's a lot of fun. 
It's yeah. great to watch around this time of year. Um, real nostalgic for me. Um, well, it's a nice. I I think a lot of our movies, except for a couple coming up, are going to be really kind of family friendly mm-hmm. Halloween stuff. You know, it's the kind of thing you can watch with your kids, and it won't be too offensive or you know. Well, yeah, this one and your and your next one definitely. Yeah, my next two, really. Well, yeah, your next two. Mine, not so much, because my next two are taking it, and it's gonna be, it's gonna get real grisly on my end. Yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, your next one. Yeah, <laughs> and I know for a fact the the next one after that <laughs> is also like, okay, dokey. So, I'm not, I'm not, but... I'm not doing, I'm not doing the Terrifier yet, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, um, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. Um, Justin, what are we talking about next week? I mean, we already talked about Simpsons, but that's not it. What's your, what is your next movie? Uh, it, it was going to be Simpsons, but I decided to kind of do a bit of a switcheroo and Swapsky. The Swapsky. And we are doing, um, one of my new favorites, Haunted Mansion. With Eddie Murphy, I know what you're thinking. What? Yeah, it's great. It's the same it thing really I said. Is. I'm gonna obviously watch it again. I watched it with my daughter. Yeah. Um, to that, to me, that movie felt like a darker version of Casper, even though Casper yeah. in itself has some. Yeah, I was real, gonna say Casper's pretty dark too. It has some like would, yeah, it has some real moments, but I I don't remember anybody hanging from a chandelier in Casper. So right, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, there's there, for a Disney movie, it's super dark. And pretty creepy. And Eddie Murphy, while he does his Eddie Murphy thing, it's not as much as I always feared it would be. Right. It's, yeah, it's definitely him, but it is a little toned back. So it's like if you get Eddie Murphy in Eddie Murphy movies, this is about a seven, maybe a six. And so, which is perfect. Which is great. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, So until we get back together in a week to talk about Disney's The Haunted Mansion, um, we are going to get out of here. Uh, so, Buffy, you can rent it on all the sites. Um, it's available that way, like two to three dollars or three to four dollars to rent it as normal. Um, mm-hmm. But to buy it, it's fifteen dollars. At least it is on Vudu. And so, what mm-hmm. I did is I went onto Amazon and I spent eight dollars and got the Blu-ray, which also mm-hmm. came with a digital copy. So. I, I got, not yeah, not at all. And so, like, if, if you're looking, like, man, I really want to get this. But, like, for me, $15 was a high price point for this movie. But $8 was perfect. And so, if that's if you're in the same boat as I am, that's what to do. Go to Amazon and get, get it on over there. There it is. So... Nice little, nice little uh, seven-second chunk there that time. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get out of here before everything just falls apart. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate mm-hmm. your support uh, very much. Like I said, um, like we said in the very beginning, if um, if you feel like we should be watching Buffy, let us know why. Um, I'd love to hear it. Um it might take a little bit because I've been watching uh, Mayor of Easttown with my wife. And so I got a few shows that I'm sure. trying to get through. Um, but we want to thank you as always for hanging out with us. Make sure that uh, you like, subscribe, follow all the fun stuff. Um, 
spread the word, tell a friend. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. We are on Instagram at Twi- and Twitter at Gore underscore pod. Uh, you can find us on the Slasher app at Pod and Gore Podcast. Uh, you can email us at podandgore at gmail.com. There is no shortages. We are readily available all the time. And For all of your horror needs. Yeah. If you just feel like, hey, man, I just want to talk about this movie I just watched and uh, nobody wants yeah. to talk about it, hit us up. We'll talk about it. Um, I do want to do a quick shout out before we lose everything completely. Um, my buddy Chad, my bearded buddy Chad, gave uh, le- gave us a, a comment um, yeah, yesterday, the day before he had talked about, he said he just finished the latest episode and loved hearing at least one other human who likes this movie, Buffy over the series. It was the first time I ever heard the phrase. So five minutes ago about something. And I asked him, what's his sitch? <laughs> and he said, um, exactly the same. And I never liked the syndicated WB show pacing either. It took itself so seriously in that movie, and the movie was a comedy. It never made sense, um, which will make a little bit more sense after you listen to this. Um, I get why it has rabid yeah. fans, though, if they'd never seen the movie. Uh, that uh, Chad, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us. I, I, we appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, hit us up. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys next week uh, where we talk about The Haunted Mansion. Indeed. Until then, we have been your host. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.